Hi, everyone, and welcome to Back to the Berg, where we take a trip down memory lane with some of Western Pennsylvania's best athletes, and we get into what they're doing now in their professional careers. Today, I'm joined by Austin Ross. He's been to the PA State Baseball Championship, and he's been in the College World Series Tournament twice with the Radford Highlanders. Now he's a part of the Philadelphia Phillies organization, making a name for himself in the minors. Austin, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, so let's let's get right down to it. Growing up in Western PA, specifically Beaver County, Beaver PA, what was it like? What was the environment for you? Um, I lived in a pretty close neighborhood. I have a bunch of buddies I'm still like best friends with that are here. Um, everyone knows each other. Everyone's super nice, uh, laid back and everything. So I was lucky with a good spot. Um, the school was great. I had a lot of friends. Um, Western PA, I tell everybody at school and everything, even now, like some of the best sports I think around that I've seen is very underrated spot. I know football it gets a lot of a lot of name for itself, but I think other sports, baseball and basketball, there's a lot of players that go unrecognized. Yeah, no, I agree. That's something whenever I went to college, even though I went I went D three, you went D D one. But we still had that argument of who has the best best yeah. football. Yeah. Okay, is it is it PA, Ohio? Some people were saying like Maryland, PG County. I was like, never my, heard of PG County until yeah. I went to college. So my, my buddy at school, I went to school in Virginia, and they're like Norfolk area, like by the beach. I guess is like that's where Mike Vick went, and like yeah. I guess it's super football. And I'm telling them, I'm like, dude, there's a lot of names that come out of our area too. So speaking of football, you weren't just a baseball player in high school. You were a football player. You were a quarterback. Yeah. What was that like playing for? Uh, Jeffy Belts, that Ben Marisek. What was that like? Tell us some Dude, stories. I loved football. I wasn't like I played midgets. I started in midgets. I think I started a little late. Some people were playing termites and all that stuff. But yeah, I just I don't know. I knew I always was going to play baseball in college, but I thought football was so fun because it's like a different type of competing. You know, it's yeah. like you actually get to hit people and like take hits and all that stuff. Um, but Jeff Belts, oh my gosh, dude, I love football. <laughs> I wish I could go back and play football. Football was the best. We had good, we had good squads too. I thought, yeah. but um, I don't know. My junior, I didn't play any until my junior year, really. But I was a JV All Star for a little while, and then, um, yeah, and, and then I broke my ankle. I actually thought I was gonna play a little bit my senior year. Broke my ankle, and then I like shared time when I came back. But it was super fun. Yeah, I love football. Yeah. All right. Well, we we talked about football in high school how about baseball like how'd you get into baseball did you play just the regular booster leagues did you play travel leagues what'd you do as a youth baseball player um I just played down in Beaver until I was like nine and then I was like buddies with Austin Logan and all those guys and they introduced me to travel ball because they knew somebody or something and I ended up playing for Beaver Valley which is still like I coach them now so they're still going oh really yeah well when I'm home but yeah <laughs> um yeah, I played for them from, since I was like nine to 12. And then I played for another travel team until I graduated high school. So I kind of always played like my summer was just filled with baseball. And nice. that's what I wanted to do. And I liked it. So I mean, it worked out. Awesome. Now let's talk about high school baseball. Um, you came into the varsity baseball team, as I remember it, it was a time where there were a lot of seniors that either got hurt, didn't want to play. Yeah. You know, it was a very complicated time. But you came in and you started at started at third base, I believe. 
Yeah. As a sophomore? What was that I like? Played, I played my freshman year, too, a little bit, but I didn't. Oh, you did? I pitched my freshman year. I never really played. I played third base a little bit, but I think okay. your brother, your brother was at third or something yeah. too, right? <laughs> third and yeah. but um, yeah, my sophomore year, I kind of was when I started. Started. Yeah, no, it's funny. We always say like in hindsight, like the right call was made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was never a hitter though, so that was the only thing. But I don't know. But like, what was that like getting that um, early experience in varsity, and then? you guys progressed like did that help the progression for all of you guys to start early on varsity yeah I thought I mean it didn't help that we were in triple a I mean it might have helped that we were in triple a because we had to play like McKay and all those guys that would they'd beat us in playoffs but when we moved down to double a we were ready for you know that competition was nothing but getting the early exposure we did pretty decent my sophomore year and we were all kind of young my sophomore year my freshman year we were kind of old um but, like, dude, I, I, I crack up when I think of high school baseball because all my buddies talk about having, like, uniform practice and, like, everything. And ours was just, like, we were on the like – we yeah, we were on the turf. <laughs> we were on the turf, sun tanning without shirts on, like, putting body oil on us to tan like idiots, hitting yeah, and then Yeah. <laughs> Those but were the days. Yeah, we had a good squad, though. But it was super fun, laid back, which I think helped us because we were a bunch of goofballs. Yeah. But – for sure. So with that early progression, you get to your senior year, state you guys make it to state playoffs. What was what was the playoffs like making it to states? I think it was the first time since two thousand eight. Yeah, something like that. Where they won the Whippeal that year and then they lost or something. But yeah. Basically it was nerve wracking because you didn't know any of the high schools. I didn't know any of the names of the high schools, so I didn't know yeah. <laughs> what we were going up against. But we had a good squad. Um, I just think like at the end we lost in the state finals and I think they were just more they were that uniform team. Yeah. That was like did everything fundamental and everything. And they they were good on top of that and we were just good and we lacked the fundamentals. But the state playoffs was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. So just a little caveat there. Would you prefer to be that uniform team or did you did you think it was best that you guys were just a bunch of goofballs that were really talented? Yeah, I think that was best for us because if we were uniform, like I don't think we'd have the group of guys like in it the whole way. Like if yeah. it was so strict, like they were a bunch of goofballs. They played it for fun, a lot of them. Yeah, and yeah, so I think we just had to have fun. But cool. um, so when it comes to the stat- that state playoff game, I remember watching it on TV. It was a heartbreaker at the end there. Yeah. But what was that experience like going to the state championship game? Like being there what was I that thought like? it was, I thought it was super cool but at the same time I knew we were so good and we were when we moved down the double a I knew that we were going to win the whippeals and I knew that we had a good chance to go into the states mm-hmm. but so like I kind of expected it honestly so it wasn't that crazy but it, at the same time it was cool to actually say even though we lost like yeah. to say that you actually made it there was kind of cool yeah it was a heartbreaking loss I know dude. <laughs> it beats me up all the time like even in college I was like, dude, I can't believe we lost that state game. And every time I hang out with them, because I don't see them that much, but like Austin, Nick, and all them, every time I see them, we bring it up. And it's like yeah. the worst, but it was fun. So speaking of seeing your friends, being home, like what's your favorite hometown bar to go to? I feel like I have an idea of what it could be, but I, wouldn't, I want you to say it. Is, is it – now, when you said hometown bar, is it just Beaver and like well, this area, or is Pittsburgh included? Let's do, let's do both, Beaver and Pittsburgh. 
All right. Well, I don't go, dude, when I'm home, I don't go out that much. I go out here and there, but like yeah. I've only been to the city to go out, out a couple times and usually it's for football games. But in the city, I love Tequila Cowboy. Yes. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> like that place? That place is great. And then here, I kind of, I kind of, it's between Kelly's and the pier, just because the pier, has like five dollar pitchers and there's the yeah. pool table and i love playing pool but that's kind of the only places i go to i go to mario's sometimes but not see that's much. that's not what i thought you were gonna say when it comes to beaver i or thought you were gonna say mario's because everybody loves mario yeah everyone does i just don't get like it's you too to small figures and it's kind of small yeah it's way you know? too small yeah like that's the only thing especially like in the winter time like okay kelly's is small but like kelly's is like it's an irish pub it's supposed yeah. to be but you go to Mario's, the bar's downstairs. It's like half a bar. Yeah. It's not even worth going. And they got all the lights and everything, and it looks so new. Like, I'm either a fan of, like, a club, like a nice club, or, like, a dive bar. Yeah, like, exactly. Kelly's There's no in between. A dive bar, like, I'm going <laughs> to yep. just go drink some beers, and that's it. Yeah. No in between. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Well, let's move on a little bit. We'll move on to college. When did you know you were going to do, go D1? And when did you know you were going to go to Radford? Or it was what did it okay. not even matter if you went D1? Yeah. Um, well, dude, my – so your junior summer for baseball is kind of like your biggest summer. Okay. And I played like one showcase and then broke my ankle the next day and I had to miss all summer and that's when I missed my football season. So, like, I had to sit out all summer, didn't get any looks, and then – I just picked a couple – I talked to some coaches, and they were like, you should just try some mid-major colleges at the D1 level and just go to, like, a camp and see if they like you. Like, all right. So I went to, like, Radford, Gardner-Webb, which is in the Big South, uh, Coastal Carolina, uh, East Carolina. And I just did a couple camps. And I thought I could play at those levels. I never watched college baseball, though, so, like, I didn't know what to expect. I just yeah. knew that, like, in the area I was a good pitcher and threw harder than most of the people. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't know what to expect, so I didn't really know. I thought that's where I belonged. But looking back at it, I think, like, I just think it comes down to being overlooked or certain teams getting kids early and stuff. But, like, dude, there's so many players that could play at, like, the LSU and stuff like that, yeah. I think but just get overlooked. But anyway, um, I went to a hitting camp at Radford because they didn't have any pitching camps left. It was like halfway through my senior year. And they just had me feel like a bullpen before the hitting camp started. And they liked me. And so they offered me the next day. And I went home. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> kind of weird. Like, everyone's like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah. They worked really quick there in Radford. They had left. Yeah. <laughs> they needed an arm and I came down late and it kind of worked out in a perfect situation but awesome awesome so when you got to radford i noticed something different about you has to do with your eyes when did you go to the goggles when was that a thing yeah (laughs) so my freshman year i had a lot of my coach had high expectations for me and like i did for myself too which i think is why i sucked but my freshman year i was this week weekday starter so i was a weekday starter i had three starts in like seven appearances all year and I only finished with 12 innings that's how bad I did <laughs> uh, and like one I'll never forget it was like bases loaded two 
us against North Carolina State. And I missed a sign on a 2-2 pitch. Um, threw a ball. Then I had to throw a fastball next. Kid hit a grand slam. And I was like, ever since then, I was like, I used to wear goggles back when I was little. I was like, maybe I need it, like, so I can actually see. Because it's, it's hard yeah. to see, you know, especially at nights. So I got some goggles for my next year. So I started my sophomore year with the goggles. So like, were you like the guy? Like you were, you were the goggle guy. I was the nerdy goggle. Like at first, <laughs> no, nobody liked them at first, and I felt weird wearing them. Like I'd only wear them when I'd pitch. Yeah. I wouldn't wear them because I was embarrassed, like at practice and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I was that nerdy, the nerdy goggle kid. Still hey, am. You gotta own it, man. I know. Now <laughs> I start to own it because like no one wears them, and I'm at the like the level like professionally. So now it's kind of funny. I think that I can yeah. say. That. Yeah. So now. You get you get to Radford, get a few games in your belt. You guys go to the College World Series tournament. You didn't make it to Omaha, which uh-huh. we talked about earlier. I thought you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what, it's like the uh, – oh, what's the quote? Uh, the Matthew McConaughey quote from uh, Dazed and Confused. Be a lot cooler if you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a good squad. We just ran into – like we got we – got, Vanderbilt was the best team I've ever yeah. seen. So, was that the year they won it all? They lost to Virginia, and that was the year oh, I watched yeah, yeah. Virginia play Virginia Tech. And I was like, dude, Virginia shouldn't even be in the tournament. And they got, they barely got in. Yeah. And I was like – I remember that storyline, yeah. Them. Like, that was the best team I've ever seen. They had, like, five first-rounders. That's crazy. They lost. Yeah. So, yeah, college ball. You had, you had a pretty good career, like, down the stretch. I mean, obviously, like you said, at the beginning, it was like, Ugh. Yeah, I did real – I did – honestly, I was very up and down. Like, my freshman year sucked. My sophomore year, I actually did – that was our best year, and I actually contributed. My ERA was a five, which isn't the greatest, but I still – I threw a lot of innings, and I was, like, uh, the first guy out if someone got in trouble early. So, yeah. like, I'd be put in, like, sticky situations, you know. So I thought I held my own for a sophomore, but my junior year was the worst ever, like the worst ever. <laughs> I had 32 innings, 30 walks, like a seven ERA, couldn't figure it out. Um, and then I tore my labrum halfway through the season. Yeah, let's talk about that because you had a redshirt senior season, which I thought yeah. like, I've never seen that before. What was yeah. that like, like having to take a year off? Dude, it sucked because I didn't know if I, – first of all, I was coming off a shitty season where like – before in the falls I'd always throw real good in the falls and like in the fall after my junior year that's when you can finally get drafted is after your junior year and I had a couple of scouts call me and my coach was like you just got to do your job this year and you'll get signed I'm like hell yeah so I think that got to my head to like I have to do this and I can't think like that even now if I think like all right I have to throw strikes here doesn't happen mm-hmm. so I think that got to my head and I just had a, the worst season and then I tore my labrum halfway through didn't know it tore I was pitching with it, still hurt. Yeah, my, my trainer thought it was just inflamed. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, whatever. So I was thrown with it. It hurt. it didn't hurt too bad, only when I had long toss and stuff. Um, But then, like, it got to the point where after the season, I came home in the summer and was working at Beaver County Beverage, of all places. And <laughs> I, I couldn't lift boxes anymore. Like, it hurt so bad. So I went and got a check. Really? And they said it was torn. Holy crap. But I think it helped me, dude, because, like – I was a mental mess, if that makes any sense. Like, my first couple of years. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. So, like, I think taking that year off, especially the last year, and, like, watching my team do as good as they did and knowing that I was, like, 
I would have been one of the better guys and watching those guys do good. I was like, dude, there's no reason why I shouldn't like, all I have to do is go in there and just do my job and I'll be good. Yeah. And then I did, yeah, I did that my last That's year. I did. didn't care anymore. <laughs> like I didn't think I was going to get drafted anyway. Cause I didn't think I was going to throw hard anymore. So I'll just go out there and just chucking it said, fuck it. And I actually did good my senior year, which I guess sometimes it only takes one good year. You know, yeah, I, I mean, like you, people saw me at the right time. I, I was yeah. doing good and that was it. Yeah, like I was looking at your stat lines from college and like you can tell like that that year you took off and you came back, that's when you had it under control. Like you yeah. were doing really well. So yeah. with that being said, when I like when did you know you were gonna probably go to the league or at least get signed uh, or drafted? Well, see the only I didn't really ever know. I thought I had a really good chance after we lost in the tournament my senior year, like once the season was over. And, like, I knew a bunch of scouts were there. And, like, that's when a bunch of scouts would text me or, or give me emails or whatever because I was thrown kind of hard at the end of the year. And – but, before, like, right before that, dude, I didn't know. Even during the draft, I didn't know. Like, I went real late, which I didn't yeah. think I'd go that late. But I still didn't know if I was going to go at all because at, at that time I was 24 with labrum surgery. And I only threw in college, like, up to 93. So, like – why would you take a chance on someone that's 24 that already has a shitty arm because they tore it and he doesn't even throw like, I can see if I threw 95, 97, you know, but I was mm -hmm. like 90, but the Phillies liked it for some reason. And it worked out. And Hey, you're still there. And I'm still there <laughs> for now. I'll knock on wood. Yeah, I know. Especially with the, the virus. That yeah, was another dude. question I had for you. I was going to do it later, but now seems like the time to ask it. Yeah. The season for you just got canceled today yeah what like what was going through your head like when you heard that before that like just with the virus and everything what was the thought process as a minor league player um well at first after spring training got canceled I found out I was actually backing up the big league game against McKay against oh the yeah and that yeah it was kind of cool so I was in the bullpen and they found out mid-game and they announced it and I was like oh like this is I mean at that time, I thought it was like a big hoax. Like, there's no way this is as bad as we, we think it is. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'll come home for a week or so, and then we'll be back. And it's been – it just kept going on and on. And at that point, I started hearing rumors, and I figured what we weren't going to have a season. The minor leagues, if they couldn't figure out the MLB, I was like, yeah. there's no way that we're going to have one. Like, we don't pull the money like they do. Yeah. Um, but my only thing was, like, I was still throwing and everything just in case. And my agent said that uh, because they have a 60-man roster – and yeah. I was supposed to be in double A, so like that's kind of like a, a cut, uh, you know, like a borderline. A lot of the triple A guys went to the 60 man, there's a couple double A guys that went, so like my name was up in the list. So I didn't know that was yeah. the only chance I thought of playing baseball this year was is how I was putting on, on that reserve team for the Phillies and actually yeah. had to play. But other than that, like I wasn't surprised today whenever because I found out I wasn't on that team yesterday. So when I heard the news today, I was like, yeah, I, I figured that I wasn't going to play. Yeah. So, when it comes to the minor leagues before pre-coronavirus, yeah, what's it like? What's it like being a minor leaguer? Oh, like, dude, so many mixed emotions. Yeah, like we hear these people like, oh, I was I was living off PB and J's. Yeah, another job, blah blah blah. Like, what is it like? What is it actually like? So it just depends. Okay, so it just depends on your situation. Because my buddies, I have some buddies that you know were signed as juniors, where they got a couple hundred grand. Um, 
first, my buddy's first rounder, Alec Brown, yeah. got like six mil or something stupid. And so some of them have, have money, but then some of my buddies are seniors like me to where we get like a couple grand and then we get paid like, you know, nothing in minor leagues. But I got lucky. I had a host family my first year. And then last year I lived, I was on in Clearwater's team and Alec Bone bought a condo down there and he was on my team for a little mm. bit. So I stayed with him in his condo for, for nothing. Shout out to him. But uh, I got lucky not paying rent. But besides that, dude, being a senior, like, I'm surprised some people don't have to work. Like, especially if you have kids and stuff. Some people my age have yeah. kids. Like, I don't know how they do it, honestly. But it's – I mean, it's so it's so fun, though. It's so fun because you're, like, you're so tight with all your boys. And, like, you get to play baseball, which is cool. But it does get old. Like, last year I was in Florida for 140 games. Oof. And the day games that are, like, 97 and humid – I'm, I don't. I do not want to be there. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Real but sticky games. <laughs> it's gotten better though. Like, there's not PB and J's anymore. You can make that as a snack, but like, we get fed three times a day. That's I don't have to pay for food if I don't want. I could survive off eating just by them. Like breakfast, yeah. lunch, dinner, snacks. There's always stuff in there like coffee, uh, pistachio, like just anything you want to bring out to the bullpen. But at the same time. I got lucky because I was at the spring training facility last year. Like, double A's, so they might not have all that stuff. But I got set up, luckily. But we'll see next year in the future if I'm still holding up. Hey, it's good to hear they're taking care of our boy. (laughs) Yeah, like, they're taking care of us. But it could be better. could be worse. So, um, where where do you see yourself progressing? Like, you're early in your career. Where do you see yourself going? What's your goals? What's... What's the next steps after this coronavirus plague season? Well, dude, honestly, it sucks not having a season, but I'm trying to work on some stuff. So not having a season is actually allowing me to have time to work on it because, like, during spring training, they say, this is your time to work on stuff. But, like, in reality, spring training is my time to, like, compete for a job. Exactly. A yeah. So I can't really be working on anything because if I fuck up, then I look bad. Yeah. So – I kind of just stuck to the basics and then in the off season, I try and work on some things, but so far I've been uh, talking to some driveline guys that know their stuff and I've been trying to ramp it up. And so far I've been hitting uh, like my best personal best and bullpen so far. So I'm trying to keep, and I know I'm not in the best shape. I know I'm not, <laughs> I just throw and I do what I gotta do. Like I could definitely, there's definitely more in there. So I'm going to try and get that out and I'm trying to come back and throw harder than before. So hopefully that works, but you're not in the best shape cause they ain't feeding it. Yeah. You're like going I'm, down Philly originals I'm, and all that. <laughs> I'm eating and stuff, but it's like, I couldn't go to the gym and stuff here. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. Like I'm doing pushups and I'm like, my running is like playing basketball with some buddies for 30 minutes and then getting tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like scheduled workouts so far. So for, I think for me to increase in velo right now is means my mechanics are getting better and hopefully that keeps progressing. All right. Well, to wrap it up, let's bring it back home to Beaver County, Western PA. Yeah. You mentioned this guy a few times, McKay, Brendan McKay. Yeah. Do you have a relationship with him? Uh, I mean, he knows of me. I know of him. I've DM'd him on Twitter a couple of times when he got drafted after the state or after they won the Whippeal one year, I think maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when, cause we played Louisville, I wasn't there cause I was hurt, but they played, we played, um, Louisville and Brendan in the regionals. Uh, 
so I messaged him before that and everything, but I don't really know him, know him, know him like that, but I know of him. Um, I heard he's a good dude and, you know, he's a grinder for sure. Yeah. He takes shit serious. But, uh, yeah, that's about all I know of, know of him. We did have some Twitter beef back in the day, though. Oh, really? We'd always, we'd always used to, to tweet Blackhawk um, <laughs> and cause problems, but they'd always beat us and shut us up. So. <laughs> all right, and then another guy. Um, he's actually went to our high school, Johnny Burkett. Did he ever reach out to you? Did you reach out to him? No, honestly, I never really, I've never talked to him. I've talked to Pyatt before. Yeah. He was another draft guy out of Beaver, but, uh, cause he, he coached the sports zone whenever I coached one time. But, uh, other than that, no, I've never talked to Burkett. All right. Cause you know, Wallace's are good friends with him. Kenny always says he taught him how to pitch. Really? But, uh, yeah. And now he's doing professional bowling, which I think is awesome. No way, really. That's a lot. Yeah, he's like in the senior circuit. Oh, yeah. That's got to be great. (laughs) Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I hope you had fun. (laughs) I had Great. This is my first podcast, so hopefully I did okay. Hopefully you can hear me. Oh, yeah. I can hear you. (laughs) All right, right, man. Well, thanks. And we'll see you. Absolutely. See you. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today at our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.